I guess we should start this episode by formally addressing that uh, one of our members has had some difficulties and is dipping out. So we're, well, on hiatus, uh, not so much as actually dipping out, but we'll, we'll call it an official hiatus, a break from our test season that we've always called it our test season. <laughs> ah, the good old test season. Wait, this is new to me. This is a test season? Yeah, the Dragon Knockers. That was not prime time. That oh. was halftime show in middle school or whatever. And but, so, Oh, you wait when we come back. <laughs> yeah. Grizzled, veteran, wiser, the Dragon Knockers. Let's not make promises. The Dragon Knockers might return. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should give him a deadline for Toby, and then Toby just one day dies, and the dragon knockers go on. Toby doesn't have to die, just, you know. Evaporate. Paralysis? Ow, paralysis is fucking brutal. (laughs) If he evaporates, at least there's a mystery. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he joins the dragon. I mean, maybe he turns into a dragon. I don't want to say any spoilers, but uh, <laughs> there was definitely somebody who was going to be accusing you of attempting to join the dragon in today's Ooh. previously planned episode. Oh, baby. It would have been, it was getting dicey there. We were past the halfway point, and I was about to start laying it on thick. Were they going to blame Pierce? No. No, but Pierce was going to be an object of curiosity, which also perfectly leads into what today's episode actually is going to be, besides a, temp- a temporary farewell to Toby and best wishes to Dustin. Um, it's going to be a recap of the character motivations for our players and just reflecting on the adventure so far with anybody's questions or things that I can spill without um getting too spoilery for when the hiatus inevitably ends at some future date undisclosed in the future um zach you've always played dwarves it's true zach is our the, our aussie giant stone do you want to go into some of your history of playing dwarves do you you know what i'm getting uh, yes. at right I started out on a winter's eve, but no. Okay. <laughs> Is that when Lord of the Rings came out? <laughs> right. I hope so. No, um but I don't know where my love of doors first came from. Well, one, I always like playing the like the stronger characters in games, kind of being the muscle. And then on top of that, I'm short and stocky. Doors are short and stocky. It just kind of seemed right. <laughs> Zach has layers. Ogres have layers. Ein <laughs> uh, Kill. Was your okay, character. I was I was just about to say Ein yes. Kill was, was the first the first dwarf I ever made. I feel like he was oh. like a legacy character you had like for the first like year and a half we role played. It was Ein Kill. Oh, it a hundred percent was. And then I had like I, had, I feel like I had like Ein Kill, and then there was like Ein Kill Part Two. Yes, I was gonna bring up Ein <laughs> Kill Part Two. <laughs> So good. So much that I remember the first time you played not a dwarf fighter or some like frontline guy because there was like a wolf charging you and you looked at me like, I don't want to fight it. 
and I, my, my mind was blown. I, I was broken <laughs> as a DM. I didn't know what I was doing. Like, uh-oh. <laughs> okay. Darren, what was your first role-playing experience? Uh, my first was I was playing, uh, I believe it was a cleric. No. What was your, your one adventure with Jamie and Mike that had, uh, I think it was Jamie, Mike, Dustin, Adam? And I was playing Adam's yeah. character. Adam was Crunch, wasn't he? No, Alex was Crunch. Alex was there. Oh, Alex. Oh, Alex, yeah. It was Alex, Dustin, Jamie, Mike, Adam. I think. I don't think Zach was there. Oh, really? What? Maybe Zach was and just wasn't there that night. Yeah, I don't remember this, this Adam specific was night. There? Yeah, Adam was part of that adventure because I ended up playing. It was the one where uh, it, it was his character where he tried to he said he could uh take an entire fort with just ropes and uh oh baby that wasn't an adventure that was I real know, life was, was that, that was a real life argument the, that Adam I and i got life, into oh was that not part of the event okay. no i for some reason always thought that that's what that was no that no, was i i well, yeah when i was you know arguing that war was justified because it was necessary and the hypothetical scenarios I would throw at him to be like, what happens here? What's the just, how can you get out of this? Yeah. I don't think I ever had Adam in a persistent campaign. I don't know. Then I don't know who I was playing then. I was playing somebody. I swear he it was Adam though. Inhabited the role of a kid. I remember Adam jumped in and played a Goliath that I feel like he took from somebody else one time that he jumped in on one, but. Hmm. So it wasn't very memorable is what you're saying. Well, it was only one time. Right. And like that was that was uh, back when you would start. You guys would start at about 11 at night and go until like four or five in the morning. Right. And, uh, and honestly, not a whole lot happened. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. It was it was it was, the, about right. it was, no, it was the adventure that uh, you were in Jamie's Jamie's settlement. And uh, it and was was it was her character is like where she grew up, and it was. And then you got thrown thrown in jail and derailed. Yeah, they all got thrown in jail because Jamie because was Alex pissed. Crunch and uh, Dustin's character, I don't remember what his name was. Uh, got, yeah, got into a fight in a bar and and got thrown in jail. Yeah. And the the one character that Jamie hated <laughs> had to had bail to come you bail out. you out. Yeah, I do remember how much she hated my completely just there to help npc god i remember that was a homebrew world i made and i wow that's that's gnarly yeah. so you're pretty much only D and pathfinder in your experience of Europa. yeah i mean completely that was the only 3.5 i ever did and then the next time we played was oh god i don't remember his name the other warforged that i did the, the uh, in the uh you know the campaign. i remember blotto his pneumatic axe yeah but i don't, <laughs> I don't remember, remember I don't his remember, pneumatic mace yeah i don't remember what my character's name was during it but i, I remember blotto i remember maze. i remember my centaur legs yeah detached that centaur we are uh, fucking centaur legs <laughs> yeah so great i loved it those characters are still stuck in a cave. That's oh, Matt I, was in that one. Matt was in that one, and that was that. That's that's when you I learned that if a DM makes a, a suggestion of a character you sh- or a, a race you should play, that you should definitely do it because they will give you free stuff or cool stuff. I've grown a lot as a DM. I give people free stuff no matter what now. Wow. 
And I mean, definitely not Blotto. Blotto was like the height of I broke that campaign through. <laughs> yeah, too good of I, items. I don't know. In the in the, in our in our main campaign right now, where uh, that that loot might be one of the most broke. I mean, that's pretty nuts. That loot. The loot. The, the loot that you gave Roki and. Uh, I mean that guy. that loot is just two charges more of a like a regular thing divination wizards get. Yeah, I thought that loot no. was one of the weakest epic items I gave out. Really? I thought, yeah, I thought that was really good. I, mean, I forget what that good. what's that do again. I could roll. I don't remember how many d20s, four d20s, and then use those rolls and replace them for enemy oh. or, friend, or yeah, myself or or ally or an enemy. Just or an save enemy, yeah. save from a clutch yeah. crit or anything or a sure a hit that needs to land lands. Yeah. Yeah, it's super neat. I love, I love it. Zach, have you played things besides D and D? Besides D and D, really, the only other one who I feel like that we like really played was um. Oh, what the fuck can I think? Were you there for Iron Claw? Iron Claw. There we go. Yeah. Like animals. I think that's like the most exposure I have to another system. I really love that system too like yeah and it was fun it was like the flaws were cool too so like playing a character you felt more i don't know just like was able to kind of portray them more like you actually had like a personality and things like that because like i feel like sometimes if you <clears throat> you don't have flaws and things like that you can kind of just be mm-hmm. kind of stagnant or you know or like even like the skills like each skill you had a preferred use that you could like make up and write down so like i'm like i had i want to say I had like a fencing character that was like preferred use uh in duels so like i get to re-roll my skill roll if i'm in my preferred use so like i go around challenging people to duels because my character is actually mechanically good at dueling so like that's that's just a cool way to fake it in maybe i'll plan some uh iron claw stint for a bit tickle the furry bone right yeah that would be pretty cool because that was all d6s or d8s no baby i believe d10. it was d4 d6 d8 d10 oh maybe oh. d12 because uh, oh, shoot no i don't remember it's been a long time me too like, i think it was yeah you like resolve skills like d8s or something anyways yeah. your lo- it was your lowest skill is d4 and then your next best is a D6, your next best is a D8, your next best is a D10 or D12. And then as you as you improve those skills, you would increase the dice facing. And then if you got to like a D12, you would just add another D4 that you could level up behind. So like the better you got, like oh, if you were right, like mega right. high level, you'd have like 3D12 in mind yeah. or something. Okay, and then I remember just now. compare your rolls against whatever you were rolling and who had the highest face succeeded i really love that system that was my very first role-playing game was iron claw and then i played cyber gen and then i played dnd oh yeah you played cyber gen zach i did yeah i did play cyber gen <laughs> i bought i feel like we only did like one or two of those and then we did that like that star wars system remember you play, you did like a yeah. <laughs> That, really really young but. that one time in dad's basement where we just yeah. ended up fucking sumo wrestling on a mattress yeah you know some of us almost passed out but Dude, not much Nobody gaming died. happened in a lot of our sessions 
Uh, it's funny too to think that we did use a Stark. At, like you know, it'd be like, all right, let's go over. We'd start making characters, and by the time it like Aaron was saying, ten o'clock midnight, or you know, ten o'clock, eleven o'clock is when we're starting, and then just going yeah. hard all the way through the night. <laughs> I remember it was like right after I got like my driver's permit, or was able to drive by myself. That one, I don't know if you remember it. I was the tiredest I had ever been in my entire life and y'all fucker had to be driven home in the morning or whenever like i don't i don't remember exactly i just remember being like fuck i have to take zach home and i'm so fucking tired and like i already (laughs) get how having your driver's license sucks the 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 innocence of the world is dying around me (laughs) and like to the point where i literally was like driving we don't live far away in this story by the way (laughs) listeners it's not that far it's three minutes of a drive like i was at the airport after dropping you off at your house a tiny little airport not a big thing and uh, i was like am i gonna pull over and take a nap like (laughs) and then i just drove home because it was like two minutes away right like less than a half a mile (laughs) away from your house like do i I sleep here do i camp for the night (laughs) i mean to get from one side of our town to the other is like 10 minutes so (laughs) yeah just for reference on a bike i mean shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, i'm saying if you're obeying the speed limit oh yeah i'm going mean, through the center of downtown and hitting every light yeah 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> all right so that ended up being a little background on us maybe we should have started the podcast maybe this is the maybe this is the first episode we tell people to listen to although we don't really have sound balancing down yet let's uh lean back into the, the knockers and discuss anything any burning questions or things you wanted to talk about with them what were your pierce or aaron and pierce i think you're i'm gonna ask this question of everybody but yours is gonna be an interesting answer because i want to say what was your character motivation i feel like we have the answer i was gonna say it's there's not really much motivation to him i mean his whole thing was he was told to protect Ozzy and, and Toby and he's just doing that and kind of learning the world as he goes. And, I am uh, very excited for the um, finale of Pierce that I have planned in my heart ooh. and that will come out in the dragon knockers trio part two. <laughs> okay. 1.5. It's very good. Or it'll never happen. And it'll be like all the other campaigns I've ever run. Are <laughs> uh, you going to kill Pierce? No, no, no fucking way. Recontextualize him. And Zach, I feel like we, I, I had, didn't, I was trying to incorporate the background you had given me about Ozzy into the next few adventures, but um, I feel like he became a really nice foil for Toby as like the, the down to earth and like well rooted character. But, yeah. uh, is that how you imagined him? How did he differ from your uh, designs? And what about <laughs> okay. his background where you're trying to incorporate? Yeah, so definitely background. And my biggest thing is uh, I've never really played a druid before. So I was like, I want him to be maybe not so much hippie, but I really had the, um, from Lord of the Rings, the one. Um, Radagast the Brown. Yep. Yeah. He was, he was kind of my main focus of how I wanted to have him, but like less crazy. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I mean, okay. Losing a lot of the charm there, but right. <laughs> it turned out to be a good thing to be less crazy in this group. <laughs> yeah. Nothing and then would after, have ever gotten done. It's true. Yeah. And then after like a couple rounds with Toby, where it was just like, 
I think you're, I don't know what your motivation is here or why you're trying to do the most off the wall stuff. Like you said, I was like, I need to be the grounded person. <laughs> Some like voice of reason instead of like, let's go do this that, you know, fucking is going. Try not to spoil things because I don't know how, when we would listen to this. But anyway, um, this is the end. <laughs> Everyone's caught up. Okay. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, when he's like, oh, just exit the room, the fucking gnome guy, and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna walk through and use the other door. Fuck you. Yeah. The, the Nomengard <laughs> tragedy was really the the point where I had stepped back and be like, uh interesting and that's why i crafted the character who was going to talk to you in the upcoming episodes be like are you guys good guys or bad guys <laughs> right yeah that's kind of how i felt too i was like now we're almost turning into the bad guys in this scenario here <laughs> oh it was so good and i love that dustin wanted toby to hang around to see how these this dumb king was leading his kingdom incorrectly after barging into the king's room and being like hey we're here now. Don't worry. We're going to solve all your stupid <laughs> problems or whatever. But yeah, as far as character development, I definitely want, um, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I obviously only have one pony at the moment. Um, but I would like to have a animal following. That's a, a big a big thing I'm going to try and get going, but so far have uh, not really persuaded the animals <laughs> as much as I'd like. So that's yeah, kind of one that, thing. That I want boar to start... has been taunting you. I know. And it's like each time they're like something comes up and I either can't get to it or something. I'm like, I need to talk to this fucking boar. <laughs> the first time yeah. we came across it, I did. Pierce did run at it. I know. It's definitely scared it off. Yeah, that's interesting, but that's also good because uh, there's lots of potential growth and lots of potential animal friends that could be coming in the Knockers future. So, and it's fun doing an accent. I've never played a character where I like legit do a voice for it. So I know. I'm like admire, admiring your uh, commitment to it too. It's great. I uh, <laughs> half-heartedly do mine, but that's something else I need to buckle down on and just. <laughs> get over and do and then also not be offensive to anybody in the world in the real world <laughs> right see luckily i can't do many accents so i just yeah, I, can, I don't have much to, to pick from i watched a video that suggested even if you don't do accents you can pitch up or down your voice and you can speed up or you can slow down how you talk and that's hmm. all it takes it doesn't really take an accent it just takes some modulation yeah, and, and then it's really easy to shorthand write if you're DMing, say, and have a bunch of characters. You can just say, you know, get a code like high pitch, low speed, or whatever. And you don't have to worry about, okay, this one had like a not offensive Scottish accent. This one had a, <laughs> you know, doopy Western cowboy thing. So that was, I don't know, pretty good to me. Yeah. One thing that's so funny too is like, because obviously I'm not like awesome at the accent, but like where I'll like, there'll be times where I'm like, am I doing Scottish? Am I doing <laughs> Irish? Am I doing like a mixture of the, like a few different ones? And I'm like, and I'll have to think about it. And I'm like, okay, oh. I need to change how I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hey, you, you established that right out of the gate that you have, you're going to, your character has a changing accent. 
<laughs> right? So it's all good. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking maybe we do with whatever we do, maybe we'll have like a character introduction episode for our next arc, unless Alex is taking over, which oh, that segues great into uh the future of Death Saving Throw as a podcast and what future, we're going future, to do. Future, future, future. Future. <laughs> to start with the future. We're gonna start. <laughs> Make it our own royalty-free music that we can use. And it's going to be all Zach. You're welcome, people. <laughs> We've been listening to your comments. <laughs> um, back to the future of Death Saving Throw. At this stage, we're not really sure. We're going to figure out um, if maybe we can rotate in some of our friends to run a different campaign setting. And if not, I might dust off the old starter set for Cyberpunk Red and venture into that land. Or we may, uh, I can't even think of the name, try out Monster of the Week for a little bit. Because I do have a larger campaign plan for that one, but we'll bust into that ideally season, official season three or later. So we appreciate you listening. And hanging hanging in there with us through our hardships. Go ahead and uh, join us in well-wishing for Dustin, the pilot of Toby. And since Toby's not here to defend himself, why don't we talk mad shit about him? Full, knowing full well that Dustin will listen to this episode. This motherfucker. <laughs> you know what grinds my gears now. He's a beautiful human being. Dustin is a beautiful human being, and Toby is an interesting character who is... Uh, diverse from the, the uh, characters I've seen Dustin play before so it's very interesting and it will be fun to hear his insight on his character when he gets a chance to expound on that anything else you want to say to anybody listening we love you yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah I love you keeping that, that awkward was, silence yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I know I was like yeah I can just cut all this when it's fucking horribly awkward and then when you said we love you I'm like fuck I can't cut enough around there, there's no reason Zach should say we love you at the end of the podcast <laughs> uh, that's just how it ends just immediately just we love you <laughs> I mean it might keep it creepy Oh, that could be the new name of the podcast. Keeping it creepy? (laughs) Keeping it creepy. That's hilarious. Subtitle, we love you.